Hey, Jay, have you heard about BustedTees.com? I mean, I set up our account and I've bought shirts there, so yeah. Just, I'm, I'm trying to do a promo. Just just work with me here, okay? <sighs> okay. Tell me about BustedTees.com. Gladly. They sell pop culture and geek-inspired apparel, accessories, and more. And their stuff is awesome. You like Star Wars, Jay? I do. You like video games? Yeah, I do, yeah. Harry Potter? Yeah. I, yeah. Star Trek? Yeah. Humorous tees in general? Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Some badass socks, cups, hats, uh-huh. hoodies, a bunch more, all that stuff? Why, yes, I, I, I do like those things, Matt. Well, then you know what you should do? You should head over to BustedTees.com and shop all their cool gear. And at checkout, put Jason25945 in the discount code spot. You'll get a nice chunk of change off, and it helps us out to boot. That's BustedTees.com. Discount code Jason25945. BustedTees.com. Designs that pop culture. Where'd my penis go? Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who needs a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to a spooky edition of the mixtape. I am Jason Emmett, and I'm not going to keep doing that damn voice because I don't want to, and uh, you don't want to hear it anyway. Hey, we're kicking off our Halloween music episode. We did one of these a few years back, and we are doing it again. So hopefully you guys enjoy this one. Please share the show, which we ask you uh, to share and review all the time. So please do that if you have a moment. It really doesn't take long, and it means a lot to us. I want to say really quick, there have been a lot of discussion here. Uh, we had mentioned doing uh, some Patreon stuff, and we're holding off on that. Not not for any bad reasons at all. At least we hope not. We hope that you guys uh, like what's going to happen. We end Season 4 in December, and then we're going to start into Season 5. So we've been having a lot of discussion as to where we would like to see the show go because we, there's been some changes in the show over the last few years, and we've, we're, we're constantly trying to improve and make things better. And when the show began, it was called Mixtape for a reason. The idea behind that was always so that we could talk about a mixture of things. We tend to lean towards music very heavily and, you know, you know the decades we talk about. Well, there's been a lot of discussion as to where we would like to see things go and how we would like things to move forward. And I think we've come to some conclusions. We are working some things out. And over the next month or so, we are going to share that with you. And you're going to see some changes on the show next season. Hopefully you like the changes. But it's going to be a drastic change. We're not going to change. We're going to be the same goofy dumbasses we always have been. But we are going to try to tighten the show up, make a better show for you, make it a little more encompassing all around, and hopefully... Bring in some new uh, blood and some and some new listeners and 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 switch things up a lot and talk about uh, more things and get more feedback and 
we've been going to a lot of cons and interviewing a lot of people, and there are more interviews that are that have been sitting on the back burner. As you guys know, for the last four months or so, everything around all of us has been, we talk about it on the show, it has just been messed up. And it didn't really settle down. It actually got worse for a minute. Things are finally starting to settle down, but there is a ton going on right now. So we have some interviews actually completed, and they are awesome. They are fantastic interviews. One will be coming out next week, actually. We will be uh, releasing the Tag Team interview that we've talked about. We we interviewed DC Glenn from Tag Team. Yep, whoop, there it is. We interviewed him, and that interview is going up next week. That'll be the show going out next week. So we have all sorts of things, uh, interviews and whatnot in the back burner. We've been going to cons and... Uh, we've been, you know, visiting different cons and talking to different people and trying to set up different events and and screenings and stuff. And we want an avenue where we can kind of talk about that a little bit more. At its core, this is a pop culture podcast, and so be expecting that to 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 make its presence known a little bit more uh, next season. That being said, and we will talk about it a little more in depth. Uh, we have an interview coming up soon with a man named Stephen Rosen. Stephen is a music journalist, and um, he was close friends with Eddie Van Halen, and he wrote a novel all about Eddie Van Halen, which is available now. And it is a, it's a more than just a biography. It is, it is a more personal look at the relationship they had. So it takes you a little more in depth with um, Eddie. And we're going to talk to him a little bit about that book. And not only that, we're going to talk to him a little bit about his career and all the amazing people he has had the chance to speak with. So be looking for that interview as well. And we're going to be covering a little in a little more detail. I went to myself, Stewie D, and my wife went to Scarefest Weekend in Lexington, Kentucky. It was a really cool time out there. There were a lot of really cool people out there. Um, you know, I think Doug Bradley was out there. Melinda Clark was out there from, from, you know, from like Spawn. Um, I know her from so many things. Uh, Return of the Living Dead Part 3, for example, she was in that. Shoot, man, I'm, I'm trying to remember everybody. Dylan McDermott was out there. Richard Dreyfus was out there. David Arquette was out there. Danielle Harris was out there. Uh, Scout Taylor Compton was out there. There were a ton of people, lots of vendors. Uh, we spent the day out there, and it was awesome, and I have shared some stuff online, some photos and whatnot, if you're not following us on social media, guys. And uh, we'll get into that in a little more detail and, and how that con went and my thoughts and feelings about that. We really want to thank Scarefest for letting us come out. It was a, an amazing time, and I have a really funny story to tell. But we're not going to tell that right now. This is our Halloween episode, so we are going to get into it. I'm going to kick off our social media stuff. And then we're going to go straight into our discussion about what songs we would put on a Halloween mixtape. And hopefully you guys like our picks. So here we go. What's up, gang? Jason Emmett here. and We're about to give you our social media information with a quickness so that you can contact us and be a part of the show. First, we have a website, themixtapeshow.com. Head over there, find out all the good stuff you want, links to everything, interviews, playlists, places you can leave us a review. It's all there on the website, including direct links to our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. We also have a phone number, and you can leave us a voicemail. You should leave us a voicemail. 
That number is 513-437-2377. Easiest way to remember it, 513-HE-RAD-77. Hey, if you've been listening to the show for a while, I don't know if you're listening through iTunes or Pandora or Spotify, it doesn't really matter. If you could take like 30 seconds, click that little review bar, we would greatly appreciate it. We love you, so please, it helps. Please share the show with your friends. We would greatly appreciate that as well. And that's it. That's all I'm giving you right now. We're going to go ahead and kick into this week's episode. We love you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the mix. Oh, I did. I should not. I should have done that different. I should be like, that'd be spooky. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> to the, that, was just, that was just way too not. That was creepy in a different way. And I don't like it. It made me uncomfortable. And I'm the one who did it. Hey, guys. <laughs> welcome to the mixtape. I'm Jason Emmett. I'm Casey Masterpiece. I'm Twisted Kid Matt. I'm Stewie D. Stewie. So over, more like Spooky, spooky D. This time. Oh, that sounds like I'm Twisted Kid Matt. That sounds like the D oh, you don't want. And Casey Monsterpiece. <laughs> oh. And Jason Emmett. The Jason Emmett. Spooky D sounds like the D you don't want. So the yeah. <laughs> haunted penis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a movie about that. I just I'm sure there is. Oh there is, dear uh, God. Yeah. So we'll over th- be watching it for an upcoming episode of Twisted <laughs> Kid Video over on our YouTube channel. Over three years ago now, we put together a Halloween playlist and everyone out there seemed to enjoy it. So I told the fellas, Hey, let's do it again. And here we are. We are putting together another Halloween playlist for you guys. We didn't do any repeats, did we? No. Okay. No. no. And it may actually have been the first playlist I ever put together for you guys before I was on the show. Like when you put our music on a playlist and put it up on Spotify. Yes, I think actually yeah. it might have been. I, it was, and then I went yeah. back and made lists for everything before that. Yep. This was actually episode 20 that you guys did. Yeah, it was uh, our first year out. It was our first Halloween, so it was three yep. years ago. And here's the weird thing. Like, we did a lot of songs on it, and they were the ones you would kind of expect. So when we went to put this one together, I know KC was having a really hard time. Yeah. <laughs> and we had to kind of tell him, like, no, no, you're thinking too literal. Like, you're thinking too, mm-hmm. like, it has to be Thriller, it has to be Ghostbusters. Those were all on the original list. So we're like, no, no, just songs that, for whatever reason, you think are creepy and would give a good Halloween vibe. And then I think when we did that, you kind of were like, oh, okay. Makes yeah, a lot more sense. Yeah, because I was looking for, like, weird-ass 80s covers of the Monster Master. That wasn't fly, so... <laughs> Um, so we actually opened this one up. Now, normally we do 80s, 90s, and the first decade of 2000s. I cheated. I didn't mean to cheat. Oh. I put a song on there, and there were some issues with the song, and so I went to grab a different one, and I didn't realize the one I grabbed was is, is, was from is a lot newer than that. But I don't want to take it off, so I'm leaving it on there. <laughs> this is fun. Guys, We <laughs> I'm excited about this one. We pulled stuff that we would be inspired to add to the list and, and damn we're we're going to run the full spectrum of the musical genre here today uh there's we'll a, say maybe a few exceptions there's no there's the, you know we have on this episode you're going to hear metal you're going to hear rap alternative punk pop emo I love this list, man. I mean, you're going to hear it all. Uh, I hope everyone out there loves it as much as I did. This was cool. As always, Matt puts together those playlists on Spotify, so go check them out. Uh, But we're going to get started, and we're going to get started. enthusiasm. Ah, Dude, no, this was fun for me. Like, I was really into, like, I would hit 
play on one of the songs. I'm like, damn, I like this. Some I knew, some I didn't. Most I knew. Uh, and something really interesting. We're going to start the list off with a Matt song, and it's really interesting. Like, the story behind this song is interesting as hell. So we are going to start All off right. with Matt, and this is Matt's first pick. The So that is My Body's a Zombie for You by the band Dead Man's Bones off the 2009 album Dead Man's Bones. Now, Matt wanted me to ask you guys if you knew who that was singing, and you don't. Not a for the record, For the record, I did not know who it was when I listened to it either. I did not I either. found out after the fact. <laughs> when you said This me. is not recently I found out. I found out after I first heard the song. Okay, so do you want me to say who it is, or do you want me to tell the story behind it before? I, 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 I tell, kinda, tell the story behind I kinda, it. I kind of, I don't know if I can without telling who it is. So one of the people you hear is Zach Shields. Now that one's not, you're not, that's fine. That's not who the other person is, and that's what's kind of amazing. So the other person is Ryan Gosling. <laughs> what? Yeah. So this Ken from the Barbie movie. This whole duo started yeah. because they both loved the Haunted Mansion ride. That's the a true story. So they were talking about it, right? So, so Zach Shield was <laughs> <I hope. laughs> preoccupied with ghosts as a kid. So preoccupied that they put him in therapy. And Ryan, this is so weird. Ryan Gosling's parents moved out of his childhood home because they thought it was haunted. So these two had this weird obsession about ghosts and all this stuff. And they decided to record an album together and play everything, every instrument themselves. If they didn't know how to play it, they learned how to play it for the album. So the album, everything is them. Here's something else that's kind of cool. Matt, I don't even know if you knew some of this. I might not. They used no click track at all for the entire album. And they gave themselves a rule. No click track, and we can only three takes. If we don't get it in three takes or less, then it is what it is. They wanted it to wow. be what it was. This Which song, is why it sounds recorded live, pretty much. Yeah, so this song itself is like a macabre love song that tells of being vulnerable and longing for someone. And they use the metaphor of my, my body's a zombie for you as like the extent of what they would go to. It's so weird, but it's so cool. It had like an Elvis Presley sound. Yes. It has that real doo-wop thing going. Wow. Uh, I, I loved it. Like the second you sent it over, Matt, I never heard this before I hit play and I was like, Oh, this is wonderful. And that's how we started. And I'm just going to say Matt's next two songs are killer. One of them is only on Matt's list because he, Sent it to me first because it would have been. This is weird because Matt takes forever to send me his list. But do we said, have overlap? I said Halloween and Matt gave me his list. I was like, instantly. Oh, boom! Here you go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You picked a song that I desperately wanted on my list, but I was like, I don't give a shit as long as it's on the list. I'm good okay. with it. So Matt, why did you pick my zombie? My my zombie's a body for you. <laughs> my body's <laughs> a zombie for you. For you. Um, honestly, once I discovered that song, I don't even remember how I first heard it. It was probably just on a, a shuffle playlist of other. You know, Halloween playlists I put on 
for those who don't know, I, I take Halloween very, very seriously in my house. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm currently in full swing of building like a. I'm, I'm, I'm murdering somebody and it's because, you know. Just Captain's gonna... people up in the basement. You know, got lots of plastic tarps yeah. around. It's says Matt. Is his, says uh, Matt. Druid religion. Till we find out yeah. that Matt has a weird aversion to food shaped like body parts. Yeah, I, I, I can't. <laughs> it grosses them out. It's just yeah. so gross. No, weird. Um, it's Matt. Like, you wouldn't think yeah, that. You don't yeah. eat the penis pops? <laughs> well. <laughs> that that would be That's a different. step even further than too far. <laughs> um, but no, I, I can't. Uh, like it could be actual food products like, you know, ribs and sausage and so things you, like that. But when you, you put it in dogs? the shape of a human, uh, no, like, <laughs> like a hot dog on its own. Yeah. Totally fine. Uh, a hot dog to represent a finger. No. Really? <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Correct. Okay. Why no. did you put this way off? Way off <laughs> so what I do when I'm, when I'm getting ready for the Halloween season, because I treat it as a season, I usually go out into my garage. I have a big Bluetooth like PA system in the garage and I put on random playlists of Halloween music. And this song came on a few years back and I was like, okay, what is this? And I kind of just stopped everything I was doing and saved it to an ongoing playlist that I add to my own playlist. It's just called Halloween. Hell yeah. If anybody wants a link to that, let me know. I'll put it up. I add songs to that and that just becomes music. I listen to while I'm preparing for Halloween or actually playing on Halloween night as kids are going around trick or treating at the house. Um, it's very, very diverse by the way. And, uh, yeah, it became a favorite of mine while doing that. And now every time it pops up, it just pops up on shuffle, just on my random, daily listens as well too it's just a great song um and then the added knowledge of it's ryan gosling's band and the whole backstory yeah and then the backstory even, behind it makes it even more interesting yeah. like i w- i didn't you told me it was ryan gosling and i'm like really and then when i started doing the research i'm like yeah, yeah but this is just cool yeah uh, and uh that a- album in particular they recorded with like a children's choir so that's that's who the kids are in the background it's an actual like school choir it's a they cool way with. to start this off, mm-hmm. um, but it, I, it's it's not going to stop. Like this list, I'm telling you guys, is like really cool, and we just so many genres, and I'm into it. So let's uh let's kick. Like I said, we're gonna get emo, we're gonna get punk, we're gonna get metal, we're gonna get rap, pop, some really weird pop. Uh, but let's uh, let's kick off your second song. Uh, it's a great song too. All right, so this is The Cramps. I was a teenage werewolf, 1980. I have to say, Matt, you're going to n- notice, like, you and I went similar, like, feeling, <laughs> like, in mm-hmm. genre. And like I said, the next song on your list was actually one that would have been on my list, but you put it first. So I was like, okay, well, that's cool. I'll pick All something right. else. That is actually why I ended up cheating on my third song, because I was struggling between a few, and I picked one, and then I realized it was actually past what we normally do, but I don't care. Um, so this is the cramps. I was a teenage werewolf, 1980 from the album songs. The Lord taught us, uh, this is actually a metaphor. The song is another metaphor. It's a song telling the tale of a guy who feels different than everybody else. 
the guy is filled with anger and sometimes feels as though he can't control that anger. And so they use the teenage werewolf as a metaphor for that. You might have heard it in the movie Halloween Kills if you like those movies. Um, I believe that's the one it was in most recently. Um, Could be. Wasn't it used in um, the TV series Wednesday? That's for, no. different song. Yeah, it's oh, sim- it but it's uh, I can same hear band, it. different song. Yeah, okay. it is the Cramps, and it definitely I could see why you would. Yeah, okay. um, which also would have been a great choice, by the way, for for a list that, this week. That particular song is also in uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two. By the way, they are the very you're... they are similar songs. I don't know if it's on the list. We should have done today, That is if it is teenage Google. How, how teenage? Just Gugumuck. Gugumuck. Matt, what made you put I was a teenage werewolf by the cramps? I mean, besides the fact that it says I was a teenage werewolf. <laughs> well, um, for anybody who's a fan of the cramps, um, they were around. Uh, for I'm not a fan of the cramps. I, I take stuff. I hate the, cramps. Yeah, the, the actual, like, yeah, in tangent number 12 starts. <laughs> so, for a fan of the band, the cramps, um, which, by the way, former uh, interview guest that we had on the show, Shania Salt performed with the cramps she did perform with the cramps yeah she went on tour with um them. yeah it was on tour with the cramps and <laughs> it sounds so weird <laughs> right continue matt anyway yeah if you're a fan of the band the cramps their their history is kind of fascinating they really started or greatly contributed a lot to like goth rock and punk obviously but then like rockabilly a little bit in there uh, just kind of combining all those things into gothabilly, as <laughs> Goth-a-billy, I believe they I called like it. it. Yeah, as we've talked on the show before, there's you know blank ability. You yeah, can you can take. Billy. I'm not doing anything like, to ability. Yeah, <laughs> you blank ability. <laughs> no, it's weird to me though because when I listen to your choices, all three of your choices. And then we go into my choices. You're going to hear, like I said, similar styles of music. Like you and I definitely had like something in our brain, man, that was triggering these. Very simpatico. Um, which is funny because I said your third pick, and I'm betting, I'm betting we both were going to pick it for the same reason, but we'll get there too, is a song that I absolutely love. And, um, I was I it was one of the first ones that popped into my head. You gave me your list, like I said, I was like, I, I cool as long as it is on here somewhere. That you know, and well, here I'll just play it. So this is The Killing Moon by Echo and the Bunnymen. Uh, like I said, it would have been on mine, Matt, in a heartbeat. This is from yep. the 1984 album Ocean Rain. Uh, this one actually made the charts number nine in the UK, actually, which is saying something for an emo punk goth band. Ian McCulloch has said many times that the song just came to him. He said, I love the song all the more because I didn't pour over it for days on end. One morning, I just sat bolt upright in bed with this line in my head, fate up against your will. Uh, through thick and thin, we will wait until you give yourself to him. You don't dream things like that and remember them. That's why I've always half-credited the lyric to God. It's never happened before or since. I got up and started working the chords out. I played David Bowie's Space Oddity backwards, then started messing around with the chords. By the time I'd finished, 
It sounded nothing like Space Oddity. <laughs> I'm going Fair to enough. assume, Matt, that you picked it for the same reason I would have picked it, but I will ask you why you added it to your list before I make that assumption. Well, I don't know why I associate it with The Lost Boys. That's weird, but I can see yeah, that. Yeah, because it's not in The Lost Boys. But it has that's a feel. What I'm it has a looking similar it up vibe. Right now. Yeah. Oh, no, it's in Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's I why I would have picked it. I love yeah. the whole soundtrack to Donnie Darko. I was Darko. like, I know it's from a movie. Yeah, it's, so I know, just assume that's why. Reason. Donnie Darko. Oh, no, Echo and the Bunnymen did People Are Strange. They do the, a really Lost killer Boys. cover of People Are Strange. In fact, I yeah. prefer it over the doors, but... Same. <laughs> the, I, I'm not a big fan of the doors. I know I'm on the doors as much as I can. The Donnie Darko soundtrack keeps this yeah. whole eerie vibe through the whole thing. Yeah. And um the thing that's a that's weird about Donnie Darko, and I believe my wife and I got in a little bit of a discussion about it a week or so ago, is that she said something about it like being a horror movie, and I'm like, Well, it's not. Mm, it's a weird it's sci fi fi but but I can see why people would think it's a horror movie. A lot of people associate it with a horror movie because it's there's it, like death and like premonitions and all kinds and of stuff. And Frank in there. the Bunny is creepy as shit. But yeah. with that being said, it leaves you feeling when you watch. I love Donnie Darko, by the way. I've picked that movie yeah. apart many times. But when when you get done watching it, it leaves you so unsettled, like you just watched a horror film, but you really didn't. But it has got some really creepy stuff. Yeah. This song is great, dude. Yeah. Um, and I, I got to tell yeah. you something I discovered just now while looking this up as well. Apparently, there's a cover by the band Churches that I'm a fan of. I'm currently looking to find it on Spotify right now, and I had to check that out whenever I find it. But yeah, Churches is kind of known for more of their poppy stuff, but they've done some really cool covers recently of more like. 80s kind of more of like the goth side of They sound familiar. Oh, I know who they are. Yeah. Because we talked about them because you didn't know. They did a cover of uh, Missionary Man, right? Is that who that was? No, that was Ghost. Oh, okay. Um, You're right. That was Ghost. Churches Churches did uh, Cry Little Sister. Cry Little Sister. Yeah, that's what it was. They did Cry. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, back in 2013, (laughs) they had a song called The Mother We Share that's about brother i believe well like, that makes sense they're related because they have a mom <laughs> really is that how that works they have a mom yeah, they share a mom so, so originally my list wasn't going to come next but then when like matt sent me his list and i started putting them together and realizing how like we had some similar vibe stuff going on and you're going to find that with my first two tracks that there's a real similar vibe going on so I decided I was going to move mine next. And so we're going to start with mine. And I want you to hear the first two songs and see if they don't feel very similar in vain of what Matt what Matt put on his. So here's my first choice. She was young and pretty. No stranger to other men. But we know we'll be in locked at night. The old line's drawn again. I thought these things... All right, so this is my first pick, Dark Knight, by the Blasters, 1985. I just want to see if anybody can figure out why I added this to my list. Before I go any further, does anybody? It's not Batman. 
<laughs> uh, it is from a movie, a movie that I love, and it was on the sound from dusk till dawn. From dusk till dawn, yes. Oh, um, that makes sense. Yeah. So this is the song is off the album Hardline. I added it because I first heard it from one of my favorite movies of all time, which is Dusk Till Dawn. If you've never heard that soundtrack, please go listen. It is wonderful. It is through, through the whole thing, and they put clips of inappropriate things that are said throughout the movie in it. Not the song, throughout the soundtrack. It's like, you know, you got Cheech doing his pussy, pussy, pussy. You know, if you guys have never seen Dusk Till Dawn, then that might not make sense. Please go watch it. I remember that story of how you guys first saw the movie. And yeah, Randy so had no idea. We went. I went to see From Dusk Till Dawn with um, a couple of my friends, and it was my buddy Randy and his wife. And if you've seen From Dusk Till Dawn, what you know is the first third of the movie is it's a vampire movie, but the first third isn't. They're running from the law. They pick up a family to try to get them across the border. They go across the border. There's this bar called the Titty Twister, and it's kind of a you don't want to like you don't want to mess with the guys that run in this bar. And then Cheech, who plays multiple roles in the movie, comes in and they stab him a bunch of times. And when they put the knife down on the table, it's dripping green blood. And <laughs> I remember my my buddy looks at me. He goes, "Is that green blood?" And I was like, "Yeah." He goes. Why is it green? I said, do you not know what this movie's about? And he goes, no. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I don't know. Again, if you haven't seen it, you don't understand. Right there is where the movie goes insane. And it goes straight up vampire, ripping throats out, craziness, fun. But I love it. So, like I said, this is from the Blasters. Um, Spin Magazine actually wrote that this is Dave Allen's masterpiece. Um, his lyrics paint a timeless portrait of senseless bloodshed that could equally apply to the Hatfields and McCoy feud or the the uh, Barrio turf battles. The song is about senseless violence. It's, it tells the story of um, a guy that fell in love with a girl and they're not okay with it, either her parents or somebody in town. You don't really know, but they end up like hunting him down and killing him. So... But, of course, for every time I hear it, I associate it with From Dusk Till Dawn and instantly want to go watch the movie again. And that's kind of how I feel about Echo and the Bunnymen and the Killing Moon. It's like every time I hear it, I want to go watch the movie again. So that's why I added it to my mix. And I think you can already see the similar feel with Matt's picks. But if not, this next one's going to do it. So might as well get ready for it, guys. Yeah. Because it's about to happen. I'm actually kind of shocked, Matt, that you did not put this one on your list. So I'm, I'm curious if you considered it, but here you go. He's a man, he's a ghost, he's a guru. They're whispering his name through this disappearing land, but hidden in his coat is a red right hand.
this is right uh, red right hand by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Listen, man, if you're any kind of a somewhat horror fan, you've heard this song. I don't know how many are there now, six, <laughs> and all but one, I believe, of the Scream movies. This was first made famous from nineteen. The song came out in nineteen ninety four. Um, but it, it is in Scream, isn't it? It's in Damn. all the Scream movies except for one of them. Yeah. So that is you keep saying you keep you keep hinting at Dumb and Dumber, but and the song was actually from Scream. Yeah, because I forgot it was in Scream. To be honest. Um, and uh, I think Kevin mentioned also Peaky Blinders. Yes, the song was uh, featured on Peaky Blinders as well. But it's it best known for the Scream film series, and that's is it in Hellboy as well? Pro. Ooh, I. I don't know. Because he's got a red right hand. I don't know. But it makes total sense. It's kind of a joke, but at the same time, it, it might be real. So you want to hear so. some interesting things about who have covered this song? One of them I knew. Yes. The rest I did not. I knew PJ Harvey did a cover of this song. Interesting. The Arctic Monkeys did a cover of the song. All right. Uh, Jarvis Cocker. Wait, I'm sorry. Iggy Pop and then Jarvis Cocker and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Snoop Excuse Dogg. me? Jarvis Cocker and Snoop Dogg. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't know. Um, there you God go. God bless you, Snoop Dogg. He's just doing everything. <laughs> yeah. Including Martha Stewart. He's, yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, like I said, this was, it's been featured in, I think, I think every Scream movie, but, oh, yes, it was in the 2004, uh, the 2004 Hellboy, not the new one. Um, actually, here are some of the films: Dumb and Dumber, Songs in the Key I was Key making of a X. joke, but it's actually in the movie. Yeah, which one? The Red Hellboy. Hand. Yeah, Songs of the Key no. of X, Scream, awesome. okay. Box of Moonlight, Hellboy, Cirque de Freak, The Vampire's Assistant, Jack <laughs> Irish, Peaky Blinders, Wentworth, and The Lost City from 2022, which is a pretty good movie, by the way. Nice. You haven't seen it. The song was used in the first three Scream franchise movies. Scream 4 is the only Scream movie it did not appear in, which is weird. And there's like a remix in, in like part two or something like that. Uh, it was also used in the X-Files. Like it, this song's been used for a lot, but every time I hear it, it instantly takes me back to, to going to the theater and watching the first Scream movie, which is kind of why I ended up putting it on my list. And like I said, to me, you definitely, did you guys like have this, you see the feel here that Matt was going for that I kind of, like I feel like all these could be played played together, yeah, and and it makes sense. And now we're gonna shift all of that, and we're gonna go somewhere different uh, with my last pick, which will then lead me into Stewie's picks because you're gonna notice some similarities with my last pick gotcha. to Stewie's picks, and then then Kevin went and fucked my head up, <laughs> which, <laughs> you, which usually do does. you know why you fucked my head up, Kevin? Don't say it, but do you know why you fucked my head up this week? Do you remember your list? Yeah, I remember my list. Um, I had an honorable mention along with one of my um, picks. It, it does go all over the place. I got like two <laughs> rap artists and one, you know, um, pop rock yeah. icon. I'll say pop, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, I would say pop works really well for this person, but we'll get there. We'll get there because we're yeah. Well, let's go into my last pick. Here you go. You know where to find me. Sleep with the light on sugar. Been a while since I fished. Round me your monster, baby. Round me your monster, baby. 
so the first thing I'm going to ask is, does anybody know who this band is before we continue further? I do not. I think I do. Who do you think it is, Matt? Sounds like Guar. It's Guar. So I knew I wanted Guar on the list, and that's where I cheated, because um, I thought this song fit really well with the lyrics, and I thought this song was a little earlier than it is, but this song actually didn't come out until 2017, so I cheated a little bit, (laughs) and I apologize. You broke the rules. I did. But this is uh, I'll Be Your Monster, um, Guar, off the album The Blood of Gods from 2017. I was going to say, couldn't any other music be newer Guar? Couldn't any other music be a part of all this? Yes, but... When I was going into Guar, I was like, Guar would fit great on a Halloween album, and I'm like checking out, I'm like checking out the lyrics, going, "This song's like, oh, I'm a monster hiding under your bed. You better watch out. I haven't fed. Like, like this is perfect." And you know, I added it to the list, and I start, I'm like, "Oh shit! Well, you know what? I'm just leaving it because I could have went back to earlier Guar, but the song is it, it, Guar is a band that, in my opinion, needs to be on a Halloween list." Correct, because they are a Halloween band. <laughs> like they, yeah, they truly are, and they're they're kind of a fascinating band as well. Yes. Like when you go back and like you read about the members of Guar and all the stuff. The, that goes the on. rules of going to a Guar concert is don't wear anything nice. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, I don't think most of the people who go and to also concert are. You cannot get offended. Right, no, right. don't. Yeah, don't yeah. be offended. Yeah, I don't know if you would add like I mean. Uh, on the fact that Guar is Guar, you could add almost any song, but like Sadamagogo doesn't really. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, bring it, back the bomb. Yeah, it might work. So, but this one's "I'll Be Your Monster" and Ish it, fuck. This song is very similar in vain to "Feed My Frankenstein" by Alice Cooper. Yes, it is. It, it's, it's a very, very similar storyline here. It's about him being the monster. Not, it's not a literal monster, and you got to feed me because you know. So I don't know. It was Guar. It seemed like a fun band to add, and then when once I realized it was too, they were. It was 2017. I'm like, screw it. We're leaving it on. I'm not changing it now. So it's Guar. That's why I added it to my Halloween list. I mean, what more do you need? But what we've just seen here is we've went from like kind of goth and emo and punk to metal. And of course, you know, Stewie D's here. So he's going to keep with that metal. Um, up until I added Guar in 2017, which is, I know, is cheating, but Stu had put the latest. I think probably the latest song we've ever talked about on the show at 2010, Uh which is this song right here, Stu's first pick. It's your fucking nightmare. Could All right, so country. this is uh, well, yeah, but this is nightmare. most of their album. Yeah, but this one's literally called Nightmare. This is Nightmare by Avenged Sevenfold from 2010. Um, this was Stewie's first pick, and it's I, it's a great song to add to the list, yeah. in my opinion, uh, off the album of the same name. Uh, so we're we're actually hearing this song from a person who is in hell, telling another person in hell all about the bad shit they did in their life. And and why it landed that person in hell? They're like t- they're pretty much mocking them over all the bullshit they've done in their life, and now they're in hell because of it. Uh, Fifty one on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, 65 in the U.K., forty three in Canada. Two time platinum in the U.S. and silver in the U.K. Ranked pretty high on a number of rock charts as well. 
Um, and this song was in uh, the game's rock band, and it was a hidden bonus track on one of the zombie maps of Call of Duty. So, oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah. Uh, so this was their first single without their former uh, drummer Rev. He like passed away the year before. Yeah, I did. So this was the first single that they did without him that released um, about almost a year later. Almost good pick, Stu. Uh, really fits the Halloween theme. I like it a lot. What made you pick it though? Uh, ma- mainly because of the scares me. Yeah, <laughs> mainly because of the name of the title. But um, the great band, and then like you said, the the storyline behind it, the, the all the lyrics, and kind of makes it relevant. Yeah, I mean, it fits. It really does fit. That honestly is um, right around that time when the, that song came out. My nephew, huge, is an Sevenfold fan, got me into like listening to them again. So. That also helped. It's it's definitely a throwback to like the metal we were listening to back in the late eighties, early nineties, but an updated version, and yeah. it feels a lot like that stuff. So I can see almost sounds like Metallica. Yeah, it really it does have a similar Metallica vibe. with like a pop song, like an updated Metallica with different vocals. <laughs> I won't I won't say better. I almost said better vocals. But, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, so we're gonna go into Stewie's next pick. So Stewie gives us uh, Metallica's Creeping Death from 1984. Uh, this was, So this is interesting because I didn't know this about Ride the Light. So it's off the album Ride the Lightning. This is the only commercial single from that album. Now, I, that sounds weird because we know For Whom the Bell Tolls and my favorite Metallica song, which is Fade to Black, are both off that album. Mm-hmm. But they were only issued as promotional singles. They were never released as actual singles off the album. That seems weird to me because those are weird. much bigger hits than yeah. than uh, For Creeping that time, Death. Though I think that it wasn't as like you said commercial. Yeah, I done. guess it was just. I mean, you would think that that's. But I what guess year not. was that again? Nineteen eighty four. So that was right, roughly the start of MTV. Yeah, where they didn't have a lot of metal. Yeah, and I guess that makes sense, but especially that kind of metal. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I guess when you think about it, it does make sense. But, I mean, when you think of Ride the Lightning, those are the songs you think about. You don't – I don't right. know. Uh, so the band has said they were inspired to write the song because they were watching the Ten Commandments. And, um, yeah, and I guess there's a scene where there's a, the plagues of Egypt are happening and the the final plague is coming through and it's it's killing – They're you know, they're killing every Egyptian firstborn child. And I guess Cliff Burton remarked, "Whoa, it's like creeping death because there was they they represented the plague in the movie by this this fog rolling in, and they made that comment. And I guess they kind of were like, oh, it's the creeping death, so we're going to write about the plagues.' So the song is told um, from the perspective of who they called the destroyer, who is one of the angels of death sent by God to deliver the ten plagues to Egypt. So that's what the song is about." But it's do you picked it. It's Metallica. Uh, tell us why. Because <laughs> originally my first pick was screwed up. <laughs> do we want to tell them what you said to me? Threw me off big time. Yeah, so I picked Metallica, but 
I picked an album. I he didn't actually pick me the song. Kill them all, and I wasn't thinking because I don't. Like, that's, Wait a minute. I just start. Well, that's I just go in. I hit the thing and I download the song, and that's what I do. So I wasn't really thinking. So I hit the thing and download. I put Metallica, Kill them all. I download. What I'm guessing I did without. Whoa, whoa, whoa. hang on. Be careful talking about downloading Metallica. You remember what happens when you do that, right? <laughs> well, I, it's not exactly. Lars comes after you. That's fine, Lars. <laughs> We're not talking uh, except about Mr. I, G. Except it actually didn't happen. So I'm sorry. I, I use the word download because I pull it off the thing to prep it for the notes. I don't know a better word. Um, anyway, I'm not even thinking. I, I, I just grab it, and I'm probably guessing I just pulled the first song off of Kill 'Em All without thinking about it. And then I go to write show notes, and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Kill 'Em All... There's no song called Kill 'Em All. That's an album, right? So I check myself, and sure enough, it's not on there. And Stu gets here. I'm like, dude, what song did you want? He's like, oh, shit, I don't even know. He's like, well, I know I want Metallica. So he picked another song, which is <laughs> off another album. But it, it sort of worked. So it's yeah, good. I just picked, I just typed in uh, Ride of the Lightning, and Creeping Death was the first one. I was like, oh, I'll I'll pick that one. So that's why Stewie put it on his Yeah. And it turns out it was one of the great songs. And it also has a nice beat, and you can dance to it. And it works. It works really well when you know what the song's about. For Whom the Bell Tolls would have worked really well. Fade the Black would have worked. Actually, there's a number that could have worked. Call of Cthulhu. I I think we did Enter Sandman in the last I feel like Enter Sandman might have been on the original list. I'd have to go back. It's three years ago. I can't remember. Three days ago. Um, uh, keeping with this theme, though, this is Stu's uh, third and final pick. Hello, me. Meet the real me and my misfits' way of life. A dark black past is my most valued possession. Hindsight is always twenty twenty. But looking back, it's still a bit fuzzy. I speak of mutually assured destruction. Nice story. This is Sweating Bullets, Megadeth, 1992. Countdown to Extinction is the album if you want to go find it. Uh, the song, according to Dave Mustaine, is about how much he hates His two laughs because that will never not be what I do now. Because Dave of, Mustaine. Well, back when we did the, uh, we maybe have told this on the, we did the Obscure 80s and we were doing a Metallica Megadeth episode and I said Dave Mustaine and. One of the guests on the show thought that was hilarious. To this day, I still don't know why, but he was implying that I was pronouncing his name wrong, but it's just Dave Mustaine. I don't know if he thought I was saying Mustang. I don't know, maybe the way I said it, but he kept saying, say it again. I'm like, Dave Mustaine. Like, I don't, he goes, it's Mustaine. I was like, Mustaine. I feel like that's what I'm saying here. <laughs> so <laughs> now I constantly say, Dave Mustaine. Um, anyway, the song, according to him, is all about a person with schizophrenia. Um, the, this, here's what Dave Mustaine had to say about the song. He said, I wrote that about myself. It was pointed out to me that I'm kind of a schizophrenic and that I, yeah, no shit. And that I live inside my head, which is something I don't subscribe to, but I enjoyed the theory. Nonetheless, I think all of us are sweating bullets all the time. Society's a joke right now and people are getting more and more hostile. Damn, he was kind of onto something. This is 1992. Uh, when you think about having an evil twin or schizophrenia, I think a lot of us are schizo because we live inside our heads. There's something we all confer with. It's called our conscience. Uh, some people cannot control their other side. It takes them over. Everybody has that psychotic side. Everybody has a thing that will make them snap. Um, the weird-ass video for this... <laughs> 
follows in a very similar reasoning to what he just said because there are multiple versions of Dave Mustaine running around <laughs> doing all this weird shit. So the video kind of you know, confers. Uh, it landed in number 26 in the UK and number 27 in the US. Um, oh, Stewie, what made you add sweating bullets to your mix? Uh, well, it's basically because of his creepy way of singing or the talking. opening. Yeah. And then it's pretty fun catchy. <laughs> Would you Got say it has a nice beat you can dance to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and it's because of the movie. Well, the movie? <laughs> He's being, um, a, he's just saying what we always say. I picked it because of a movie. Plus, it has a nice beat and you can dance to it. Yeah, well, yeah, we know, we know, but that's just the way our brains work, man. Okay. <laughs> I apologize for this noise. What you're hearing is I keep like reaching my hand and punching the cord to my uh, microphone. I don't know what caused that. I'd never done that before. It's but code I, for masturbation. Yeah, yeah. Punching my cord. Yeah. Yeah, punching the cord. <sighs> we have to go into Kevin's list now. Can we just like end the show now? <laughs> We can't. Um, it's not that it's bad. There's just it's good. Actually, there's just one really weird song on here. Really weird song on here. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, there is. Yeah. It's, it's fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, but it's not his first pick. Uh, let's start with his first pick. This is his first pick. I often drift when I drive, having fatal thoughts of suicide. Bang and get it over with. And then I worry free, but that's bullshit. I got a little boy to look after. And if I die, then my child will be a bastard. I had a woman down with me. But to me, it seemed like she was down to get me. She helped me out in this shit. But to me, she was just another bitch. Now she's back with her mother. Hell yeah. All right, so Stu got very excited when I hit play on that track. This is Mind Playing Tricks on Me by the Ghetto Boys from 1991. I actually am about 90% sure we have talked about this song on this show before. I just don't I, remember I think we have to. what playlist it was from, mm-hmm. but I know this has been brought up before. Um, I'll take a look and see if I can find out. We Can't Be Stopped. That's the album this came off of. Again, 1991. Uh, hit number 23 on the Billboard Hot 100, number one on the Hot Rap Songs chart. And the song is actually about PTSD, anxiety, loneliness, and suicidal thoughts that come with living the gangsta life. That is what the song is about. <clears throat> Originally, the song was supposed to be recorded by Scarface, just Scarface. He actually redid it later on, I believe. Well, Scarface said he was inspired to write the song after he heard his grandmother mumbling to herself, and when he asked her what she was saying, she responded, nothing, my mind's just playing tricks on me. Um, anyway... It was decided to give the song to the Ghetto Boys instead because they were looking for a breakout hit. This track is actually a little bit edgier than the rest of the stuff on the album. Um, It does reference Halloween in the song, though, directly. So maybe that's why Kevin added it to his mix. I don't know. We could just ask Kevin. Kevin, KC, why did you add this to your mix? Well, because the video for the this song was scary as hell. <laughs> That's I seen Bushwick Bill, you know, running around. It's like, oh, oh yeah, you know, forgot about that one. It's a little disturbing. <laughs> He's like, because the video fucked me up, okay? Yeah. It was like Thriller for you. Me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, remember when you saw Thriller at that Kmart when you were a kid? And your mom was shopping and you stood there watching that thing on the screen? That's what yeah, this was, did to me. That's what happened was, to me, by the way. That was me too. I watched a majority of thriller video at a Kmart. I'm like, <sighs> I watched the video like this. I was scared. Yeah, is a is a a great song and weird song, and so it definitely has that creepy vibe to it, man. No matter yeah. which you know, 
a lot of mental uh, issue songs we're talking about this week. It speaks a lot for us. So, Matt, did you by Crazy. any chance figure out what I don't? Which I don't believe we have actually. I, I know we've. Played. I can't. I can't find it on any playlist that we've. I know we've made. done Ghetto Boys at one time. I, I just know can't we did too. I just can't remember either. That or not? Yeah. Um. All right. I'm gonna. Kevin. 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 <laughs> yeah, we said. We've gone rap, we've gone metal, we've gone emo and goth, and we said pop. What the fuck this is? We said pop, and then we said pop because well, he's the prince of pop. But what? Mm. What? Oh, here you go. <laughs> I'm really surprised. Uh, what? Why did you go with the line? Uh, I will tell you why in a second. All so right. this is Annie Christian by Prince. Uh, th- this is a messed up thing right here. <laughs> Full confession: I like Prince, but what the fuck, KC? Um, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> off his 1981 album uh, controversy, it sounds like he hit the demo button on that little Casio thing and just went with it. That's uh, one of them you recorded on the Raspberry. Do you, do you want to know why I went with the live? There are a lot of different live versions of this out there. I had a damned of a time finding a clean non-live version of this. I don't have the album. Really? Yeah. Oh, so okay. this is not an album I own, so I couldn't pull it off there. And uh, it was just a really hard time. So good luck, Matt, when you're putting together that playlist. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. you know. So I went with one of the live versions. There are actually many actually, live versions. Right up, but no. Sure. Well, there you go. So what is this song about? Uh, so there were criminal incidents in Atlanta between 1979 and 1981 in which over 20 African-Americans were reported dead and even more than that injured. Part of it's about that. It's a big part of the song. Uh, there was his assassination uh, of John Lennon, and there was an attempt on Ronald Reagan. What this song, and those are mentioned in the song as well, uh, Annie Christian um, wants to be famous. Uh, Andy Christian wants to be number one, and that's why uh, all this is happening, because Andy Christian is the Antichrist. That's what the song is about. He uses Andy Christian as a reference to Antichrist and talks about horrific things that are done that Andy Christian is making happen. This song is Prince creepy. If you know Prince well enough, you should know what that means. It kind of sounds like the Batman <laughs> one. Well, that yeah. that's it, what I mean. <clears throat> Prince has this way of making things unsettling and eerie. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I will give you an example. Everybody knows 1999, and that's become kind of a famous song. But the, Mommy? Yes. Why does everybody have a bomb? bomb? That, yeah, why is why was that put in there? Well, it was taken out for the radio edit mostly, and when you hear that part, it's creepy as shit. And I remember this is a true story. My sister and I one night were like, "It's nighttime. We got the radio playing, and that version comes on, and we're you're young, and we just look at <laughs> like, each other like, what the, yeah, like the lights were out in the room. We we're like, whoa, was that actually playing the song? Yeah, that was really creepy. So this is Prince creepy. <laughs> so I, that's all I can tell you. Wait, Stu, have you never heard that version? Oh, I've heard yeah, it. Yeah, he's heard it. He okay. just said, you know. I just don't know why that was put in there. It's because it's Prince. And that's what yeah. the, song, I didn't know the song's about like the end of the world. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, Mommy, why does everybody have a bomb? Mommy. Mm-hmm. KC, why in God's name did you put this on your mix? Because <laughs> it's Kevin. KC. 
Why did you pick yeah. this song? <laughs> nice. Because it's Kevin. Uh, for one, I mean, this is a weird-ass song. It's weird. And it's like, I've heard Prince do, like, country, rap, uh, rag, reggae, but... This... <laughs> I thought you were going to say ragtime. <laughs> ragtime. <laughs> ragtime I'm Prince. I'm Prince now. <laughs> I want my baby. I want my money. <laughs> <laughs> but this is like Prince going slightly punk. And it's just, it, the song actually kind of makes me a little nauseous after hearing it from <laughs> like the album version, but it's creepy as hell. And the subject matter that he's talking about are just yeah. weird. No, I get different it. Stories. Yeah, totally. Creepy as hell. Uh, but, he also mentions the ab scam uh, political. Uh, it was like a political, um, uh, I wouldn't say like uh, controversy, I guess. Yeah. Um, that took place and it's featured on like it's the main feature on the movie American Hustle and it's also um, we'll see featured in the movie Donnie Brasco. Uh, it's yeah, it's just like it's like Prince watched the news, found some weird shit off the news, and decided to make it into a song. Not that it's something we need to get real in depth. And, and Kev, maybe you know, do you know how many albums Prince released total so far? <laughs> and don't, <laughs> don't say nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> I don't think anybody really knows that for sure. Well, I mean, well, really, have the like library in this. Yeah, that's why I said uh, so far. <laughs> like, I mean, ones like that actually have been released to the public. It's a lot, oh, right? It's a 40. yeah, good share. And Holy crap! Did you just say 40? 40 yeah. studio albums. Wow, what? wouldn't surprise me. Four soundtrack albums, one posthumous album, five live albums, and some mm. numerous compilations. So two albums of demo material have been released posthumously. Here's the thing about them. Several albums under various group names, but in total, it is 40 studio albums. Lots of singles, lots of hits, right? Yeah. Lots of them. And so people think they know Prince, but then you come across the occasional KC who is an actual (laughs) Prince fan. Like, well, no, it's I'm being for real. Like, I'm a Prince fan. I like Prince, but I am nowhere on that level of of Kevin. So you know how it is. Some people are, in. uh, for example... I would say a lot of us like Motley Crue, but none of us to the level that you like Motley Crue. You know more right, about like Motley Stu, Crue. Yeah. I probably know more about Queen than you guys. So right. it doesn't mean you guys don't know a lot of Queen songs, but I can go to the obscure shit that you guys have never heard before. I can bring that shit up. And Ke- uh, Kevin, <laughs> Prince did a lot of experimenting with music and shit because he could. And so those tracks happen sometimes. And... Every once in a while, one of those obscure Prince tracks actually becomes kind of known. I would say Darling Nikki is a weird fucking song. Ooh, it's a yeah. disturbing song, but like the the way the music's put together and it's it's like sometimes his stuff is way produced and sometimes he like it's not way produced. It's very underproduced and Darling Nikki is not like overproduced at all. It's pretty raw. And this song is also pretty raw. You just heard the live version or a live version. The the album version isn't much different. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's, it sounds very similar. His voice is a little more produced, but yeah. 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 Um, but your last choice is, a, is, is very Kevin, um, a but, redeeming. <laughs> but very fun. And I, I, yeah, I mean, you, you definitely have your go-to people and this is one of your go-to people. I would have never thought about this song. And I was very excited when it started to play. I'm like, all right, okay. This is Kevin's final choice. I work hard to take care of every one of my niggas. Feel the love and appreciation from all of my niggas. When I think, meditate, and 
truth manifests once the story unfolds. Disloyal motherfuckers, I'ma banish you all and celebrate all in your absence once I get rid of y'all. Sometimes I can't describe the wicked shit I feel in my heart. Okay, so I gotta say, the first thing Kevin said is, I wish I could see Stewie's face right now. <laughs> and there was a lot of confusion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what were you saying about uh, Busta and... He's apparently a, a big fan of like horror movies and like using heavy metal music to kind of sample into his music is, you know, we, we talked on the nineties episode of, uh, him using the music from psycho. Yeah. Same album. Some more, by the way, so. uh, the same album. Extinction well, level event. This is yep. 1998 Busta Rhymes featuring really? Ozzy Osbourne, but not the way you think. Yes, it is featuring clips of Iron Man, but Ozzy actually did part of the song with him. Oh, okay. It's actually really cool. Matt, you're going to like dig this. So, okay. Obviously, like I said, it does sample from Iron Man, but let's start with what Busta had to say about Ozzy Osbourne. Okay, so Busta said he Speed was... Speed this time. <laughs> I remember when I first heard the song Iron Man. <laughs> I can't do it. The lyrics like... The lyric like, is he live or is he dead, just affected me. The power he puts behind it, the intensity, the effect, it's the same way I approach my shit, whether I'm recording or performing. To be able to do this on ELE blew me away. All right. So this is what Busta had to say about Ozzy. Now, what did Ozzy have to say about Busta? <laughs> Busta Rhymes is a trip. Busta Rhymes is a trip. <laughs> he said Busta Rhymes is a trip. The, ra- the rap world is totally different. Not very rock and roll, but Busta Rhymes was nothing but a gentleman, a really good guy to be around. That's what Ozzy had to say about Busta. Is that what G thing really means? Nothing but a gentleman? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this is the cool part, Matt. This is what you're going to probably like. And Stewie, you might like this too. The song itself is, in fact, an extension of Iron Man. The song right. is going further with the story. It's talking about now there's a team that are being sent into the future there's betrayal and revenge. So he is taking this the story from that he took from the original Iron Man song because he loved it so much. And he is it's kinda like if you know um Major Tom, which is just like a reply to the to the song Space Oddity. Okay. So, you know, you have Space Oddity by Bowie and then you have, you know, the countdowns on some major right. four, right. three, two. So that's what this is. Okay. Which is cool. So Buster Rhymes loves the song Iron Man and wants to like add to the story. So he does it with Iron Man and with Ozzy, which is fucking awesome. Okay. Yeah. KC, tell us, tell us, man, why did you add this one to your mix? Well, I was thinking like when we were doing this Halloween mix and I was just trying to like look up, you know, song ideas I could use. Um, I thought ELE, and I thought, you know what? I'll just use ELE for the entire you know, list. <laughs> there's several good options, including like the first intro. That intro to the album ELE is creepy as hell. Uh, this is like, uh, this is you could tell this album was made in the mid 2000s because it hits all of those um, uh, or 1998. <laughs> All rappers were focused on the end of the world for some odd reason <laughs> during this time time period. And yeah. well, we were getting close to two thousand, and everybody was losing their shit. Y two K, Y two K, and all that stuff was happening. 
And, right. y- you know, everybody wasn't sure what was going to happen when we rolled into the new millennium and everything. Everybody was just freaking out. And you're not wrong. I've never really stopped. That would be an interesting thing to dissect sometime where we just go back and look at songs getting close to the year 2000 that were talking about the end of the world. And, the str- and not just songs, movies. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of movies doing that, too. That's It's weird. It was the zeitgeist at the time, I guess. Yeah. I know I one of you... Word. Was like guys, no yeah. time. Um, <laughs> I know one of you fuckers are going to do it to me one week where you are just going to turn in all songs off one album. I'm like, damn it, guys. We almost did that on the country album. I keep waiting I for it. I probably could have done that on the rap one. I keep, I keep waiting for it because somebody's going to, uh, somebody's going to do that. I want to, I want to talk about something before we get done because you guys just reminded me of it, but it's not Halloween related. So it, I want to talk about it on the show, but don't let me forget. Okay. <laughs> Um, so that's everybody's pick. And like I said, we were all over the map as far as styles go, but it just worked for me because we got to see what what your brain like connects to creepy or horror or why you connect it to creepy or horror. And everything made sense, even though they were drastically different styles and different songs. I understood why every one of you sent me what you sent me. Like it all just made sense when I started putting it together. This might be one of the most obscure playlists we've ever put together, but I would listen to this playlist. 100%. I would hit play on this playlist and just let it go. Even Anna Christian? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and at least he's honest. At the episode release, the playlist will be available on Spotify. Uh, actually, so you I, can actually do that. I probably would listen to Annie Christian. I would just put it on and hit play. You need to send me the link to get to the episode. Or- the playlist because for some reason I can't find stuff. So if you go to our website, it's funny that you would say that. Not all of them are up there, but a lot of well, them. I, we went, have I, a went the, I went to the Spotify uh, no. show notes and everything. But he's, not not all of our playlists are, we put them up slowly, but on our actual website, uh, there's okay. a playlist tab and you can go and click on it. And it'll take you directly to that play, okay. playlist on Spotify. This one, of course, will take a week or two for me to get it up there. Right. But, uh, but Matt does send it over, so he could, I'm sure, send it to you as well. So Yes. But, yes, funny that you would say that, Stu. All that stuff is available over when Matt puts together the playlist. We slowly add them to the website so you can go there and click directly, and it'll take you right to the Spotify playlist. So if ever you're looking for one and can't find it and you want it, just reach out, and I will make sure that you get one. Because sometimes they're hard to find. Like, I can't always search them. On Spotify, sometimes they're hard. I'm friends with Matt, so it's easier for me <laughs> to find them yeah. on Spotify than it might be some of you guys. But we try to make it as simple as we can. So that being said, please check out the website. Um, real quick, uh, I mentioned on the last show, uh, working on, I wrote a book a couple years back. That is going to be released as an audio podcast, audiobook podcast, very soon. Within the next couple of weeks, it should start coming down the line. I'll let you guys know when that happens. It's called Lyric. There, there, there will be a website up for it. Um, we will put links on our site. Uh, so if you guys want to check that out when it gets released, it is horror. It is not for little kids. So unless you're disturbed like my parents were, don't let your kids listen. But my, my parents let me read Stephen King at 11, so it's all good. Yeah. We are almost to Halloween at the, at the point that this one's coming out, actually. Uh, well, actually, Kev, how long are you doing the haunted uh, Mount Healthy tour? Until the uh, last weekend of October. If you guys are in the Cincinnati area and would like to learn more about some of the tours that he gives throughout Cincinnati, and they're really cool, 
Uh, he takes you all kinds of places, tells you all kinds of history. Some of the tours take you down in, sounds creepy, but down in crypts. Some of them take you into beer tunnels. Some of them take you, and they just they teach you all kinds of stuff about the history of Cincinnati, which on the surface may not seem that interesting, but Cincinnati is a really effed up place, so it is actually yeah. very interesting. I could show you where the guy who coined the phrase uh, Boston Tea Party is buried. Kevin can literally tell you where the bodies are buried. Yeah, I could. And that's true. He's like, I could, and yeah, I will. He can, and he will. I'll Enjoy. show him. AmericanLegacyTours.com, if you want to check that out, please do. And, uh, you know, if you're going to be in the area, it's a fun thing to do. Was American Legacy Tours in Mount Healthy already, or do you no. bring, he brought no, it to He it. brought that one. That might be a permanent tour. Yeah, that was Kevin's baby. He, you, put Kevin. that, he put that one together. Oh, thank so. you. So one of the things I wouldn't mind putting a little shout out, I kind of want to know. Let me know, um, like some what just send them to us or Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever e- email's fine too. Let us know what some of your favorite music to listen to around this time of year is Halloween. Let us know what you like. Also, because uh, I want to know, what do you guys think? Our listeners is an actual scary movie. What scares you? I want to know. Ooh, that yeah, too. I want to know that's that. different. Not watch it per person. Also, Sca- scary is like scary, or it's so bad it's scary. No, like legitimate, no, actually scary. scary like, like what do people think is scary? Because if you it's watch different. it, you might piss yourself it's, out of fear. Well, that's different. I per, can, t- I can per tell person. you one right now True. that has affected me since childhood. Go ahead, Poltergeist. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. It doesn't scare it's, me anymore, but it did. It scarred me th- yeah. then. So. It did when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, I get I get very numb to horror movies, and so it's hard to scare me now. And I still yeah, love them. But, same way. So if I tell you one scares me, you may not think it scares you, but a there's lot reasons. of it was due to that pool scene. Yeah, where there's real bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah With that, that being said, I want to ask one more question of the audience, uh, and I'll ask you guys here. And this is not a fucking Die Hard is a, not a Christmas movie thing. It Please is. Don't. No, it's not. It is. It's not. a movie that takes place at Christmas. It's not a fucking Christmas movie. So it's Christmas. That being said, it's done. They have a Christmas tree in there. Yeah. Guys, you're not going to win this argument. We know what a Christmas movie is. It's a movie that could not be made if it were that if it wasn't Christmas. Die Hard. The book that Die Hard is based off of doesn't take place at Christmas. So fuck y'all. No, seriously though, I this is a legit question. I want your guys' real quick thoughts, and then I want the listeners' thoughts too, since it is the Halloween season. And it's okay. Neither of these answers feel wrong to me. I'm just curious what everybody prefers. Nightmare Before Christmas, to you, is that a Christmas movie or a <laughs> Halloween movie? Because to me, it's a Halloween movie, but I'm curious what everybody else feels. I don't know. I've never seen it in its full entirety. You need to shut the fuck up. It is a very <laughs> short movie. You can just sit down and do it. Yeah, it's not um, very long. I know we I have, at one time in the background. very specific thoughts. So. I know. Was it well, last just, year when we had the, the... Yeah, we played it out but, of, uh, for the Halloween thing. Talking throughout the well, what thing. what what's your brief? Do you do you consider it more of a Halloween or do you consider it more of a Christmas movie? For me, I consider them like both, but uh, I consider it more of a Christmas movie. Well, it is both. I see from the outside. But what I think tends to happen is most people tend to either watch it during Halloween or watch it during Christmas, and I tend to watch it during Halloween. Looking from the outside in, not knowing what the whole story is about, you hear I, the word Christmas. I, it looks like Halloween. It it because it, most of it does take place in Halloween Town and doesn't really take place at Christmas. I know that sounds weird, but Matt, do you which do you can which do you watch it or prefer it for? I honestly could just sit down on a Tuesday night and watch it. To be well, honest, that, that's but, fair too. But you know what I mean? Yeah, because Danny Elfman is the king of all things awesome. With that, the the fact that I'm currently building like a eight foot tall Jack Skellington in my front yard for Halloween. Yes. Says something. And I will watch it, 
both seasons, but I primarily think it is a Halloween Because movie. it has much more of a Halloween feel yeah. to it. And I just want to state that that, that right there is why we know, no matter what people like to argue because they think they're being cute, that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, that's how you know it's bullshit. First of all, Die Hard came out in July, just saying. Second, you don't. And don't, please, people, don't argue just going to argue because we all do, but you know what I mean. You don't tend to watch mm, Christmas Vacation in June. You don't yeah. tend to watch Scrooge in June. You tend to watch them around Christmas, but your ass will watch Die Hard in fucking June. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. I'm not dropping my mic because it's on a mic stand, but. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> mics are expensive, and I don't know why they'd actually drop them. That being said, I do think the advent calendar where, where, where he's falling each month he's yeah. falling a different level of Nakatomi That's Plaza is pretty, per, pretty funny it's pretty fantastic so. alright um, guys uh, hopefully you enjoyed our Halloween list and uh, let us know what you would add and Matt will put those on a separate playlist which will be yep. available um, we appreciate all you guys please share and like the show because it helps us out a bunch I think that's all we got next year. Maybe if we're still around, we'll do another Halloween one. We shall see. But thanks, guys. Hopefully, you've been enjoying everything. The new kind of format. The you didn't. You guys didn't listen much to the '80s rap episode, which is weird. The '90s is doing okay, and hopefully, the 2000s. I listened to it because I wasn't on it. Which is weird. Wow, he's just been whining a lot, hasn't he? No, I I usually don't listen to the ones I'm on. <laughs> I, I don't listen to the ones you're on either. <laughs> I'm just kidding. even during the edit. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Turns out Stu actually is on every episode with him. I just cut him out. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. I still uh, expect to take the royalties from until this. Until next we speak, remember to always stay hey, awesome. awesome. The royalties. <laughs> there are times that you feel. Like your head is a big old bucket Filled with fuzzy dreams Cause you wish you were a Muppet But you can't play the music And you can't light the lights And it's all you can do just to make it through Any more of these lonely nights So you grab your bed of mixed And you pop it in the slot and you scream two words along with all the nerds Cause right now, it's all you've got Stay, stay awesome Plant a tree inside your heart And let it blossom Stay, stay awesome Take care.